Alright, we back. My expert opinion. The greatest show in the world. And I'll say that every single episode. And all of you guys is tuning in, know you feel the same way. So I want to say thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like, hit that share. Let everybody know you in here. It don't, don't cost you no paper. Unless, unless you use a mother hater. There you go. Oh man, you gotta do you gotta pardon me, man. I've been I'm operating off of like fumes. Three hours of sleep. <laughs> After like 48 hours. It's the grind though. It's the grind. If you wanna shine, you gotta grind. It oh, is what dude. it is. Um I hate to start the episode off like this, but I do wanna pay my respects to a, you know, someone that was a friend of mine, someone that experienced a large amount of success in the web series field. Boom P of Respect Life passed away today. And um, I just wanna have a moment of silence. Thank you, y'all. Um, my condolences to his family, his loved ones, to the yard. You know, if there's anything I can help, help with, reach out. Mac, okay. how you doing, sir? Let's go with you. Sean Bigger, man of God. Marco Polo, what's going on, man? I, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> yo, I, yo, I swear, Marco, yo, yo, you need to be an emoji face, bro. Like, you just, <laughs> it's unique, right? It's right, unique. yeah, he's unique. He's very unique. He's very unique. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And let's give Polo a round of applause. Yeah. Yeah. Polo, Polo made this happen. Polo made this happen. Oh, um, splat, grass. All right, <laughs> <laughs> my boy, Boom P. Thank yeah. you very much. You know what I mean? Have me, my boy, Mav, working, running around crazy and respect life. Facts. Whatever y'all need, y'all know to reach out. The whole cast, the whole court, y'all, y'all know what's up. Facts. Best stop. Ah, champ, how we feeling? I'm feeling well, feeling blessed, glad to be free, not in the system. Um, rest in peace to Um P as well, man. Salute. Condolences to him and his family. Um, shout out YKTV Magazine. You know the vibes. I love that jacket that you got on. It's fire, right? Yeah, I love that Stress. jacket you got on, bro. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And this is credited to... Uh, Aesthetic BK, my boy Hoodie Aesthetic and Cracks. BK, shout Aesthetic out to BK. you, man. Park Slope, Brooklyn. Yeah, we, we need like a bunch of colors for Mac. Bigger and the whole crew. You need to get that. Yeah, no, that's, that's easy. Right. Ah, yeah, this is nice. Yo, you've been doing a lot of producing lately, man. Yeah, I've been in my my. You know what? I'm gonna keep it real. Since 19 Keys came and gave us that gold water, I, I tapped <laughs> I that more. Bro, I, I tried order. it. I drank the whole shit. Bro, yeah, yeah I, I, I took I, it in drops. Supposed to take it like a shot. The gold water. Nah, bro, I was bro. taking it like a shot too. I did. What the hell y'all that doing? should be having me mad at the night. Mad focus. Yeah. It's like one drop before food. You ain't supposed to be one drop. Yeah, it's just a drop. It's it's, it's a a thing. Man, I've been waking up like goo goo goo. Nah, let's go. I I do the shot, and then we in the studio, and we in the studio. You see, I be in the corner. Like I don't care about nothing else that's going on. I want to make the music. 
Right. Let me get this out of the way. I, and I'm like laser focused on every single like detail of everything. I need some of that. Shout out to that's 19 Keys. Yes. And meditation too, keys. obviously. Meditation Shout as well. Shout out to 19 well. Keys. Yeah. Now I gotta say, this is a long time coming. I want to start this by rewinding. I was about 17. Mm. 17. There was this rapper that came on the scene and, oh my God, and he just heard this nigga. He was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, it's very rare that someone would have a top position on a clue tape that you never heard about. Word. Unheard of. Very rare. You had to fight to get to that. Unheard of. And when I say I, I bought I brought these freestyles back so many times. Mm -hmm. It altered the way I rap. Mm. But I'm also very, you know, you know, I'm I'm I like to compete. Right. Mm -hmm. So I heard that this person was gonna be at a spot called Hardcore mm. in Flatbush Avenue, mm. open mic. And there were rumors that he was always open to battle anybody. I mean, I read stories about him going up against the whole Wu-Tang. That's Wu-Tang. How do you even do that? It's crazy. Right? So I said, yo, I want to battle this guy. <laughs> how, how old was you, man? How old was 17. you? 17. 17. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote some rhymes, I bust my brain for like three, four days. Came outside to all my niggas, and I announced, yo, I'm going to hardcore to battle this guy. My niggas looked at me and they said, don't shout the block out. <laughs> 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 they gonna embarrass us. Yeah. Don't get us caught up in your bullshit, man. Yep. <laughs> Leave us out of it. Yep. <laughs> and that's a testimony, because you're looking at a battle rap legend. Mm. That's a testimony to the greatness of the pen. Mm. This man. We got cannabis in Woo! That's Don't crazy, shout the block. Out. That's a crazy story. It, it that's that's got to be the craziest <laughs> and, one I ever heard. And low key, <laughs> that moment probably made me not only very petty, but much better <laughs> at what I was doing. I felt like, oh, y'all niggas don't believe. But you're so aggressive, though. <laughs> <laughs> Always been that way. That's a crazy story, man. Yeah. The block, that's how they. You know what's the wildest thing? I'm sure there are a lot of stories like that. I don't know what turned cannabis the brand or just that little dude writing like that, what turned me into some kind of a bounty for mm. just the lyric, like what turned me into a bounty. You know what but turned you into a bounty. This is the thing, man. this is the thing. And I set it up on another venue when, when, when I was faced with the same kind of question. Mm -hmm. Anytime I sat down and I wrote and I was trying to just just say the most incredible stuff, whatever I could say on mm -hmm. with that pen and then vocal it and then voice inflection and everything. 
really what I was doing it for. I wasn't doing it to get about it. I was doing it because I was, that was my way of saying, here's my resume, can I rap with y'all? Mm. That's mm. the honest truth. And mm. dealing with the, some of the names you mentioned and just how it was in general, it was a very, very aggressive time. Those times, like anything goes, and there was no, no way to record it. You know, people had eight millimeter film, eight millimeter film or 16, there, there was really no recording going on. So it was really only word of mouth legend. And so sometimes, you know, you might not really crush the cipher, could we call it ciphering too. It wasn't always battling, man. If you're old enough to remember that. I'll it battle was ciphering you too. on the net. <laughs> that's good, that's I'll battle you in the flesh. I'll battle you over the phone. You, you can call, call me correct. Yeah, I eat that. You were giving out open invitations to niggas. It was a mixed Every track. It was an open invitation. Step up, nigga. I'm out here fucking niggas up. What's up? How else was I going to get clue to be like, yo, this is going on my mixtape first. Yo, this the first joke. Tony, Tony, Tony Touch, right? 50 MCs. Mm. I said something about the 50 MCs. It was my, my self promotion. It was what is all I had to work with. Right. Was the pen, the voice, and that opportunity over that beat. Right. But that's, that's a test what of, that's, I did. But you was a, out there battling niggas. Yeah, that's a test. I mean, a ciphering really. The battling. What y'all do now? And I gotta give just give it up off from the jump. Mm. Just keep it all the way above, right? It's Fendi Federal Facts. Mm. What y'all do now and call battle rap is ferocious. It's not what was how it started. Mm. What the way it goes down now, it is like pit fighting now. Mm. Y'all yeah. standing in front of each other, crazy close, and you're talking about weapons that I don't even know if some of them exist. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? An arms <laughs> right. room, right? For yeah. somebody who's seen a lot of arms right. rooms. Right. You know what I mean? So, so, and just what was, you know, what what can be said, the type of I wouldn't even really know what type of, you know, saying psychology that it's hard to even put them into that classifier. What does it take to go in there and do that to bring home the bacon? Mm. You see what I mean? With, with the, the, it, the, the, take, the it takes 10 cannabis freestyles. That's what it takes. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're not going to sit here and act like. One, I gotta ask you, how the fuck was you talking niggas into being like, okay, yeah, I know you asked for a 16, but I got 57. <laughs> <laughs> how was you doing that? I think a, a lot of that too, like I wanna send a shout out to Red Man, Beast from the East. Right. Red Man was the one that based, I mean, Cheeks, shout out to Cheeks Lost Boys. Yeah. The record happened because of them. Right. Charles Soup, you know, Tim Dog, Love Peace and Happiness, Uptown Records, all that, right? right. Universal. Right. But, Outside of Cheek saying, all right, cool, and LB, you know, Spig, Lou, and Ty saying, all right, go ahead, get to it, bitch. Because remember, I, had, I was co-managing them. I was general manager of Group Home Entertainment, so mm. I was booking shows for them Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Six bands a night, 24 bands a week, mm. 96 bands a month. I was doing that. And at the same time, I always wanted to rhyme. I always wanted to be on the records. I was around when Legal Drug Money was released on Uptown Records. Right. And Super Mario, God bless him, was, you know what I'm saying? Like, they call him Super Mario. You know why they call him Super Mario? No. Because he could jump so high and put the posters outside. <laughs> oh, wow. That's street wow. team. Street yeah. team. Yeah, shout out to wow. Super Mario. He was yeah. the one that Puff had bailed out for 25 bands. 
Super Mario. Right. So, so Beast from the East happened because Red Man didn't mind me doing the 50 bars. I know he probably went ran through his mind, why is he doing this? But he let it happen. <laughs> so that was the kind of energy that 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 would that Tony Tuss let me do them bars on there. Right. You know, Clue let me go in there and get busy like that. Right. Kim let me put those bars on that. The and firm. they no one ever right, they let me get busy with that. Right. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the whole firm click, you know what I'm saying? Steve Star, everybody that helped that happen. And then right. Jamel who took me up there, then four three two one, then the then the uh it was the it was Panama PI, Too Cold to Hold. It was a lot of records, but yeah. they were allowing me to do that. And so why were they allowed? I think because there was still a heart in hip hop in terms of instead of shutting it down, they wanted to see how far I could go with the rhyme. They wanted to see me run with it. They fed in. Uh, they fed into the mystique. It's like watching you with ill will. Right. You wanted to see the pressure that was applied to you in order to see how, okay, how you gonna get out of this pretzel. Right. And you did. Yeah. Right? A wild thorn. Yeah, but these are the shout things. Out there. <laughs> shout out to Ill Will. Yeah, shout out. Right. But those are the things that, you know, people want to see it because it is, it is something that's a it's, it's kind of it's, you know, it's it's customized, man, how right. you get out of that pretzel. Right. But when you well, when we talk about hip hop. It being so competitive and so ego driven, the fact that so many people were willing to turn down their egos to let you take off. Because me personally, I couldn't do it. Mm. I, I, I mean, yeah, I'll let you rock, mm. but I'm gonna get you back. Mm. I'm gonna get you back. The next time you, you got a joint, I'm going 100 on your shit. Mm. You know okay. what I mean? So watch so this. You know what I'm saying? I know nobody wasn't nobody wasn't getting the back. <laughs> right. Nobody right. wasn't getting the back. I know you cut from that cloth. Right. And I'm not like that anymore. I can't do that anymore. Mm. I could still go ahead and go for mines and make a record sound good when it's all said and done, and it's gonna be hip hop. Right. But at that time, when you wanted to come down to hardcore, I had four rhyme, four hours of rhymes in my head. It wasn't 30 pages of rhymes in this bitch in this motherfucker. It right. wasn't that. It right. was really four hours. I just talked to Smoother Hustler the other night. And um, he already knows this. But Broken Language, the beat, mm -hmm. I had it recorded on a 90-minute tape back-to-back -back where you put it in the Sony or the Denon, and it goes all the way, and then it flips over by itself, and then goes all the way back as you can select. You right. know them jokes. Yeah. That was my workout tape. So I just mm. sit there and rhyme for it till the four hours and I could skip to any rhyme at any point. So you wouldn't even know that it wasn't off the head or what have you. And it was really like that. Yeah. I, could, I was really doing, or he was doing that yeah. back then. Right. I got to speak about it in the third person because it was true. Right. Can I do that now? No. Do I know how I was doing it then? No. Maybe there, maybe it was the focus, the repetition, and youth. You know, yeah. just having the, the memory, being able to keep all that in uh, your head. You can take Genko, that should have come right. Genko, <laughs> I mean, some of that gold stuff you talking I about. You. Listen, you feel man, look, there's there's a battle battle rap regiment diet of things that you eat right. to treat your memory. I'm yeah. learning, man. You know I, I was look when I genuinely wanted to give back to it as much as I could. I wanted to put into that genre of the culture. It seemed like I almost 
you know, jumped out the window for battle rap or for mm -hmm. that style of rapping mm -hmm. on every record that I could get my hands on or a chance to do. But the, the reason why that scene wanted to see you on the scene is because of the content, the lyrical content that you was delivering. I got on the track with Brian McKnight and I was screaming on the mic. <laughs> I got opportunity to rock with Brian McKnight. I, didn't, I wasn't even thinking. But, but it was like, <laughs> like, like, like who gonna talk about that in the pussy? You know what I'm saying? It don't make no sense. I was, I was upset. I was just like, y'all are now. But I was, I was doing it as extreme as I could then. And right. I remember the A&Rs used to look at me. Shout out to Dion Devalier. He'd look at me and he said, cannabis. Why don't you just put a hook in here, man? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, all right, all right. He'd leave the studio. I'd leave it just the way, maybe add bars to it. Yeah. Now, if I had to get on stage and do 100 bars, I'm saying, I should have listened to that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? No, no. 100 bars on stage no, now. I don't agree. I don't agree. And I'm going to tell you why. A milli, a milli, a milli, a milli, a milli. Yo, bro, so many oh, records. So uh, Cameron. Uh, three, 357? Yeah, Jump off the high, make your sky die. Six foot, Brother, seven foot. Yeah. It was a single. Magnum P.I. Jones. Six, you know what I'm saying? Six foot, yeah. seven foot. But I feel yeah. like the structure that they were trying to put on you wasn't your structure. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. If you'd have did one of those, and that was the single, imagine that. Uh, I don't know if you want to push a whole album of that. I think that's where the A&R's was coming hey, from. Bro, this is... I don't think you niggas understand. Every time you heard this nigga, you was spitting like 50 bars on a rapper that we love is track. It's the mm -hmm. difference between having a dude who puts numbers on the board and and one and then putting them in the NBA. The rules are different. Doesn't it doesn't take away from the skill factor. It doesn't mean what he's doing out there makes him any less. But there's rules. They got rules in here that you need to format it like this in order for us to be successful. Fuck the rules. Well, and you're a pro now. You're a pro. You understand right. now how it gets to when you start getting to the budgets. Mm -hmm. You know, that's yeah. why you wore one jacket in here. Then everybody got jackets. I want one of those. <laughs> but there's nah, a budget. Champ, see, see now you got me looking crazy. Champ was supposed to wear nah, his shit. Everybody nah, put it on. Jacket. Nah, nah. You Champ didn't wear his shit. Budgets. Nah. When it's budgets and we rapping like how we was rapping, it's always one a and on the group just like, I mean, where's the hook at? Like, how many did you some radio? You know what I mean? You know, complaining. <laughs> it was always one A and R. But that's my issue with the industry. When you when you when you signed this guy, you knew who the fuck he was. They wanted me to change my name, huh? They say, yo, change cameras, you can't have that name. You know how it's scared I was? It's a marijuana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now look at it. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. That's mm -hmm. the whole I'm Jamaican, right? Mm -hmm. But the whole thing, and I spelt it different. Yeah. But the whole thing is those kinds of things is going on. We were now, you know what I'm saying? Thanks to you and so many others, right? The dynamics don't like so many others. Right. Battle rap now is it's what it would have been a like a Disney world to me. Right. If it had happened Back then. then. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Even just to participate, not to dominate, but just to participate. So that's Imagine what it was. That. Back then, the ARs didn't want to hear that, man. They didn't. They didn't want to have nothing to do with it. They put it, a man. cap on your creativity. But Listen, man. But this is why. But then and we still moved numbers too. The record still moved. It, 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 but like I said, you know, screaming on the mic with Brian McKnight is just not the way to go. But, <laughs> but it just said, I'm cannabis. Right. 
no matter what fucking situation you put me in. Clef was the only oh, one. He was the only one that's, that let me just go. Shout he, out to Clef, man. He was Shout the only one that let me go. Shout out to Clef. Now, let, let's, let's, uh, should we? Yep. Is now the time? <laughs> yep. Eminem called you out. Oh, can you say that name on this? <laughs> yes, I can. He, he watches the show, by the way. Marshall Matters. Wow. Yeah, shout out he was to actually Marshall. the first person to co-sign the show. Shout out to Marshall. Um, definitely gave me a beautiful co-sign mm. early in the game. Mm. You know what I mean? But he called you out. And for the rest of us, it was like, oh, shit. Mm. Oh, let's see what's about to happen. So... Okay, the name you just said. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like Voldemort. Yeah. It's hey. like Voldemort. Hey, right. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen. Listen. Yo. It's not a name. It's not a person. It's not just a brand. It's an institution. Mm. You know this by now. There's so much involved with trying to dance with that. Right? Because when one entity, one institution right. pays so many checks and, you know, there's so much riding on that, you know, just his peace of mind, sit down, right? right. Make the records that he made, those hits. Nobody's going to allow you to mess with his energy, his distraction, or, you know, not even be a problem. You know, they, you know, not this situation in particular, but in, in you know, if we're watching a movie, what do they mm. do? They're going to, you know, inject you with something, break one arm, you know, then throw you in the ring with them. You understand right. what I mean? They need, they need the mm. institution to be, not to say that he don't get busy and go for the crown and do what he do, but add, you know, a billion dollar company on top of that, right? Right. And, and to tell you the truth, you know, battle rap is battle rap, but the distinction between what I experienced and what, you know, I'm sure some battle rappers experienced this, mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna say what label, but I had a $6 million bounty on, if I had a show for 7,500, that label, pay the promoter double to not book you right so paying that label double to not book me means that even if i get my first half for for the show right the promoter call back and say hey look we got a problem with the venue but look just keep the first half mm -hmm. and they take the double it was paid to them mm -hmm. plus my second half mm -hmm. so this was going on when it was going on i didn't know because once again, I was running around with blinders on. I didn't understand institutions. Right. And I didn't even know that rap had that kind of thing going on. Right. How did you find out that was happening to you? I'm assuming the Cool J situation. Well, you know, you know, in certain situations, you know, whenever I had a homie that's smashing one of the bras up there, one of the VPs, man, and she just told him, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he came back and told me. So, so you're. I mean, this is this your conspiracy is, theory is based on a chick. Conspiracy that, theory, killer talking is what you said. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how can I prove that though? How could you not? Well, you want me dragging in here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where she at. Like, oh, but, but I mean, not not just not just one source. Hold on, we just asked him why he didn't shoot back at Eminem. Eminem and we well, I mean, he's, he's giving us the answer. Well, yeah, but so no, yeah, real quick. So at that time, you not having the, the knowledge you have of the game. You felt like you wasn't comfortable enough or maybe confident enough to go against him because of the institutional right, so shit that was going this. on? Okay, good question. I don't know if you even remember a record, 
called See True Hollywood Stories. I don't even know if you remember it. Everybody, you know, it's like the weakest record probably I ever did. It was a satire album, but I don't know. It wasn't really received that well. It did pretty well for like a little underground record. It's still selling. It's still on Amazon, right? Right. But at the time, it got me to a lot of trouble. Like, so I put the record out and I brought Stan back to life, right? What year was this? This was 2000. 2001, 2001. Okay. Okay. Like I took the part where for the interlude where Stan was going crazy and was driving and drove off the bridge and splashed in the water. And I, the interlude started with me to rain the rain, going uh, to catch the the the, 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 air, the, the, the plane. And I, I, I saw the car crash happen. And I said, told my man, Pac-Man, Sean Wright, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to big Pac-Man. And we drove, we drove, we pulled over and we jumped in the water and Brought Stan back to Sean Staven, gave him CPR and everything. I wouldn't do that today because you don't want to catch the virus or something. But <laughs> right. You don't want to catch the new variant, right? But, you know, some fentanyl on you or something. But right. we brought him back to life. Right. And then we ran the ad in the source, mm-hmm. right? It was a $25,000 page ad, by the way. It was independent, right? It was independent. And we bought the ad. What you mad at me for? Yeah, but we bought the ad. And we ran the ad where Stan was writing a letter to Eminem to say, hey, yo, how you doing, you know, Marshall? I'm with cannabis now. You look, no hard feelings. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I just wanted to come out on the road and he got me on a tour, with, right? Yeah. So we were looking to make a little bit of noise off of that right. so I can really have Stan on the road with me. Right. The guy that took the picture for the album cover, his name is David Anders, who's now like a super movie star. But at the time, he just wanted to use Yo, Canvas, can I use this for my glossies? I said, fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we were gonna go to England. We were in England already. Mm-hmm. When the record came out, we were gonna take that money, just wrap the van, the, the ambulance, make it look like it was American, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Get the tour bus, go on tour. 175 bands came in back in 01. You know, the label that said artists we talking about was mm-hmm. on had sued Selecto Hits, the label to put out the indirect, independent record, mm-hmm. sent them, you know, something this thick, saying, you know, if you put this out, you know, we're gonna sue you. All the pages in there was like this thick, it was like three, 400 pages with stuff like dealing with three, six mafia, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But on page, so Johnny Phillips, shout out to Johnny Phillips, senior, who was, he has like that real Elvis catalog and stuff, he called, Interscope to find out what what was how could he what's going on. Right. He had our check, mm. right? 175. And um, you know, when he spoke up there to to the, the law legal team up there, they said, look, go to page 202. He said, all right, that's our problem. We can make your problem go away if you make our problem go away. What's and, the, what and was on 200? The law cannabis with the page standing there with the with the C2 Hollywood stories, John. They wanted him to not pay us a dime so that, to just make it all go away. Because remember, I was about to take Stan on tour. I was about to I was about to shoot a video. In 01, the video would have been a real video. Right. You know, 16 millimeter film. Right. You know, we were getting that celluloid film from a school school over there that did film and they had leftover film. Right. We were getting real 16 millimeter celluloid film. Right. And we were gonna take this 175, I'd take my cut, 50 and change, right. and make it happen. That was like kibosh. Why? It goes back to what you're saying. I can't prove it, but there, but obviously, man, you got your number one star thoroughbred, man. You're not gonna allow that to 
get distracted with all this. We got other stuff we doing, you know? Uh, you know I, I can't, I don't know if I can give, I don't know if I can follow that, bro. I hate why, why didn't you go to the um, mix CD? Say again? The mix CD, because you was the king of So you know, funny enough, when I had my publishing deal, right, I was supposed to get a second installment on my publishing. And um, don't want to say the guy's name because, you know, he, he was chairman of that company at the time. It's a huge publishing company. And um, I signed to them initially because he said that you always have work in him. He's such an incredible writer. We could always use it for other stuff, you know, voiceovers, all that stuff. And to tell you the truth, you know, I would have wanted to been like the Shrek voice or, you know, one of them Darth Vader voices on one of them. Jones. I, I was into that, right? right. And... Um, I signed to them for that reason because I knew that I would always have work outside of. And so he had said to me, same thing you said, when, you know, my second album, his third album was going to come out with Universal. He would get paying me to record my third album. And he was saying, you know, you should go to the mixtape scene. Look, man, I was maybe like 24, 25. And I had already pretty much like, you know, for the first album, I traveled the world with Clef. Right, passport had so many stamps, and I had to get a new passport. Right. I'd seen so much and been so many places and knew what rap can do at a max level. That going back to the mixtape scene for me, it was like going back local. It's, yeah, it's, it wasn't a bad thing. It was just that I knew that what I'm trying to do because with internet, it was a lot of things I was trying to do. Basically what is happening now with everybody. I was trying to do that then. That's what I was trying to do. Everything would it take for you to do this now? I was doing that then. My my cannabis.com site had 18 million hits from September of 97 to September of 98. And it was, that traffic was was, uh, collected by a company called Alexis. Look it up. I think Google bought them. That was real. I could prove it to you by bringing in the sheet, but the ink's rubbed out. You know what I'm saying? Right. From storage. Like, these these are things that I can't even prove. Did you have a relationship with Dr. Dre? Never met Dre. Seen him coming outside of the Mondrian one time. Right. Never met him. Never met him. And this was when he got, you know what I'm saying, real buffing. So I wouldn't even have walked up to him when he was coming out the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> he was hopping and look. Yeah, I wouldn't even know how. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let me make, let me just, so make sure this tracks. Eminem calls you out. You don't get back at him because of the machine that would have applied pressure to your career. I said little underground things. Said little things on little songs here and there. Yeah, but that's not what we was. That's right. not what a guy that's like not what so we that's not Yeah, it was way no, he was going to with the whole stand marketing. I tried, thing. and they kiboshed that right. Uh-huh. And, and funny enough, for all the real like YouTube investigators out there, you want to do YouTube forensics? At that time, <laughs> when that record, when when all this was going on, a movie came out when we was waiting for the money because we didn't get a dime. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. like Selecto didn't send a dime. Uh-huh. And um, so that was dead. I was in London. I had to do shows to get everything back up to at least be able to, you know what I mean? Like get a, keep my flat out there. There was a movie that came out at the time called Changing Lanes. Yeah. With, with Samuel Jackson and Ben. That's what I was going through. Ben Affleck. That's what I was going through. Slide my card. You know, if you remember the movie for all the YouTube investigators, like, wow. and I was, I was just like, I was smoking a lot of turtle. Yo, listen to me, man. I was, you know, that English turtle when you mix it with the, with the tobacco. Listen to me, man. Right. I was going through it. 
And I was like, you know, that just don't make no sense. Let me just go back to doing what I do. Mm-hmm. Basically, I looked at it as a situation where, you know, that that stallion's left the horse, left the barn. You know, that 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 thoroughbred's gone, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way. And also, too, I'm gonna eat this, man. When Eminem, when I met him for the first time, it was at my video shoot for I Honor You, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Clef told me he was coming. I had heard of him, you know, I heard a lot about him. Knew he rocked with the outsiders and stuff. I knew he got busy. I had no problem with, with meeting him. At that time, there was a newborn on the set the label was spanking us two weeks before that to say this newborn, there's a newborn in the video for our Anu. So when that newborn gets here, we're charging, they're charging us $400 over SAG every minute for the baby being there. So they spanked everybody prior to all that. Mm-hmm. When Eminem came out the, the uh, you know what I'm saying, out the, out the bench truck, the Galata wagon, he's with Jimmy Iovine, when he came out the Galata wagon, Newborn on set, y'all know what to do. So I was already under that pressure. I remember that part. Right. When that happened, I was like, wow, like this can kind of wait. But and M M pushed up to like, yo, Candles, I just want to work with you. I want to do something with you. I was told right before he got there, man, like not even five minutes before he got there that he ghost wrote Ripper Strikes Back and all that. Back then, man, I was so, you know, I didn't know what was going on for real. I had to rely off of what I was being told. Especially right. if it came from a source that I trusted or what I thought was reliable. Well, and so, well, at the end of the day, were they reliable sources? No, because he didn't write it, and I was told that. And so, my conversation with him was like, was like, well, yo, well, why did you write that? And what did he say? And he said he was embarrassed and said I didn't write it and so forth and so on. But I had destroyed the opportunity of ever really working with him again because he really was genuine about how he felt was going on. But right. at the time. You know, we all go through that when we get in them areas where it's like you feel like everybody out to get you mm-hmm. when you're dealing with a titan. And now you don't know who's what, what's what. Right. And, mm-hmm. and this is still a get busy profession at the time. We all rap, get on each other's um, track and tear each other's neck bone off. You know right. what I'm saying? It, was, it wasn't something where it was like we doing R&B. Yeah. Oh, we're going to make love to these girls. All right, man, you sing that part. I sing this part. Right. <laughs> we're talking about killing each other. We're talking right. about doing all kinds. Right? right. So, so it was not knowing that that wasn't true in my mind i was like why would you do that why would you come here and want to work so bad with me and then you ghost wrote that i didn't know and so that destroyed everything right at least that so you know yeah man and and i wisened up man i wisened up i didn't i I knew that i knew that there were things where it was like he get busy you know at that time i was i was in that lane getting busy on the mic but you know he, he also he also had like just this thing or the stuff that he was talking about. You know, everybody wanted to hear that. They wanted to hear what he said, how he said it. There's a rhyme like in you. there where he said square like dance. Like he said you. two trailer park girls run around the, the outside. outside, around the outside but that was from the rhyme that I had said from Box Cutter Blade Runner. So he was doing things like that, saying things in the rhyme yeah. where it was driving me crazy. I'm just <laughs> keeping it all the way above. It was driving me nuts. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was in Amsterdam. In Amsterdam, in the red light district, right? right? And I remember going to, uh, you know, red light district, right? right? And um, 
you know, I used to go to the mix block. I right. go to the block where all the mixes up, so, you know, right. give me the mutts, right? Right. And Shorty had the ponytails and all that, and she was in the room, she, had, she put grass in there, fake grass and stuff, right? And had on a tennis skirt and pigtails and all that. And and I was standing there looking through the window, and she ran over to the radio, and she, doom, 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 and then she started taking stuff off the disc because she's trying to get me to put money on the window to say, hey, let's, you know what I'm saying? So as I'm listening to the music, and then I hear his voice come on, right? M's voice come on, and he's talking, man, it's your biggest man. And, he's the, and I feel like he's talking to me. <laughs> because. <laughs> think about it though, right? Oh, you got a naked bitch. Right in front of you, right in front of you, and he starts listening to the lyrics. That's the first time the song came out. It's the, it the first time you heard it. First time. Got you. I'm in, right? Yeah. He said that was the first time the song came out. She was focused That's on the wrong crazy. thing. But you were, you were such a, 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 so into your craft. So you so 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 if you were me, you would have walked in, you would have gave it a break, you would have went in there while, oh, while his voice pussy. was playing it, while yeah, while he's oh, talking. That's a pussy, okay. <laughs> I hear you. All right. All right. What the fuck this nigga talk about, man? All right. Yeah. Okay. Yo. Yo. Maybe I should have did that. Yo, throw my shit. Throw my shit. <laughs> Ma, I'll give you another five dollars if you change the song. Boom. Right. Done. Listen, Finish. If you that song was a award-winning song, anyway, without what it meant to me. Mm. For y'all and for the rest of the world, that song was that song was an incredible song. Just songwriting, all that. Anyway, I don't care what none of y'all say. That record was talking to me because that's what happened when I I was rude to him, and then mm. he took his style and his ability, how he write and his mind, and he turned it into that. Mm. That's what was driving me crazy. <laughs> and you'll never be able to like be in denial about it because I lived it. Is it because no one else understood that it was about you? No, Is that what drove no, you so crazy? No, it's because he felt like he, in that moment, he created a monster. And this monster was, that it? was now getting the attention. And it was my fault that he was getting. Was but it, it was my fault. It was my fault. It was his fault. It was my fault. But at the time, I wasn't looking at it like it was my fault. I was looking at it like, yo, my label need to do more with me. Or we'll do the, the, the folks that I'm working with need to do more to push my shit. Right. I didn't understand that there's an institution involved in, you know what I'm saying, that whole craze, that whole, it was a tsunami. Right. And that stand record, I don't care what you're talking about. I brought him back to life. And that was my way of writing back to say, hey, look, you know, I... I said whoop whoop to you. I shouldn't have did that. But you know what? I brought Stan back to life. Come on, tour with me. That was my way of saying, like, yo, listen, it ain't over. Don't kill Stan off. And they was, and whoever was listening, they was mad that I was trying to bring him back to life. Right. And I was trying to clean it up. Uh, you yo, feel me? It was mad. I was trying to clean it up. It was it was mad you took you took too long to respond to that. There was a lot going on underneath all that. I feel you, because I knew what was going on on the block. Right. I knew. But at the same time, I wasn't thinking about what was going on the block because I always knew that I had those rhymes. I was stuck because I couldn't make a radio record to contend with that. 
and that's where the A&R is discussed. It drove me crazy. Yeah, you ever spoke to MF after that? Wait, wait, hold on. I was young, though. You ever see M after that? You ever spoke to M after that? Never, man, never. It was, that's that's what it was. Yo, listen, a lot of artists won't say it. I'll say it. He's watching right now. He didn't He's mean it. Nah. <laughs> he didn't mean it. It was a lot going on. He didn't mean it. Let you know. Hey, thank you. Right. Thank you, because a lot of people throw gas on it. Yeah. And the truth about it is that, you know, I, I tried to clean it up in different ways, but it almost seemed like the, the public liked me better as an angry artist or like me saying angry things. Mm. They didn't want to hear me when I did the song, you know, H is gold, AIDS is gold, HIV is platinum. Went for the Levi's soundtrack with the lighting of the tree downtown. Right. They didn't want to hear me talk about those things. Right. They didn't want to hear Channel Zero, like on a big level. Mm-hmm. I talked about things in those records from the first album that today is like the average YouTuber is talking about that. And he's right. serious about it. People was super chatting him and sending him bread and right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was doing that then. Mm. So the truth about it is, I really just needed a hug, man. It's true. Nah, but, but I get it. It's I, true. I, really I think I loved it, Eminem, man. Is you crazy? Like his ability, man. Like, forget about all the, the sales, because that's what will make thoroughbreds look at each other and one's gone because not only are they gone because of what they could do on the mic and even if you could catch up it's like yo man did you see his trailer that he's in did you see the the, the engine that's in there the nascar that's in the back did you see the helicopter that'll take them from one country to the other did right. you did you see the they called them gulf streams but you know what i mean it was yeah. jets i only went on a jet that kind of jet gulf stream one time right you know what i mean go see the dolly lala with who clef Right, Clef exposed me to all of that. Mm. So, you know, I was, man, listen to me, man. He didn't tell you to make, how to make radio records? Clef was making some of the best radio records ever. You were actually on one of the radio So let me records. ask you this, right? You've been in the studio and recorded, right? Sure. Made songs. Sure. So, some artists, and these are the ones that I admire, you know, like to the artists that can go in there and make a record and they just make a radio hit. Mm-hmm. They just make it a radio hit. Mm-hmm. And the producer, a producer that you just drop your verse and you leave the studio. That's not what I wanted to do, but I used to really envy not jealous of, but envy mm-hmm. the artists that were able to drop a verse and that producer finished the track mm-hmm. and they come back and it's a hit. I never had that, brother. Like, mm-hmm. I never had that, man. Like, just play the tape. And the people listening, watching this, they know cannabis never had that, man. Cannabis just going there, they just want to just rhyme on a record. Did if I don't put no hook on it, the producer don't put no hook on it. Did it confuse you, the fact that 
I'm sure you got signed based on what you were doing on the mixtapes, what you were doing on other people's records, right? The reason I got signed is because we got a production deal, right? Mm -hmm. And I saw an opportunity to be the first artist signing that production deal because I was taking care of all the Lost Boys business in-house every day, all day. You know, from Uptown to Island Records, mm -hmm. you know, to, you know, all the deals in between. Oh, you know, this is a good place to say this. Mm -hmm. Working for um, Tim Dog Patterson at Uptown Records, y'all can look him up if you don't know who he is. And Charles Suit, I wrote Charles Suit, Todd Ellaby Tears. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Group Home Entertainment. We it was called Group Home Entertainment. We had to make calls in order to even get to use the name because y'all know the original group, group homes home. get busy with it. And right. you know what I'm saying? Like Shorty Nutcracker, yo, they was maniacs. Yeah. We had to make calls <laughs> to even straighten that out, oh, right? Right, right? Right, So, so now Tim Dog, Tim Dog used to have a dat box. He was a, he was he was the dat box sit outside his office. I would be proactive and go in the dat box and listen to music and then put it on his desk, which one is is, is what he need to be listening to. Yeah. I found Winter Wars. I was the one that got Winter Wars with Capadonna going berserk. What? On, 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 Iron Man. Four, nine, three, eleven. Yes, wow, that was on Ghostface Iron back. Man. Fat LP with Capitino. I, I remember oh, that, that yeah, day. Yeah, I remember back that. Then. That was that shit. No, yeah. but I heard it first though. Mm. Because I was the one that put it on Dog's desk, right? right? Wow. Joe. I wanna know, I wanna know what makes you right. Oh, hey, man. Joe, wherever you at, I put that dat on dog Is he listening? Yeah. Joe, yeah. I did that. I'm not saying this to be boisterous or poking my chest out. What I'm saying is I was doing more for the culture than just trying to get a deal and come out and rap. I was really in love with, with music and the culture, the rap music, like really though. Right. Mm -hmm. Neptunes, I gave Pharrell and his man, the $5,000. I told Dog to do it, to bring them to the to New York. They already had equipment. So when they came to New York, they just never left. They used that money to, I guess, pay for what they was doing. And I never, we never chased that money back down from them. Cause mm. Pharrell used to call up there every day. Yeah, Pharrell Williams. Matter of fact, mm. when he called up there, he'd be like, yo, you know, is my, my CD up there? Sometimes they would send dats cause they had that kind of equipment. Right. Is my dad up there? You know, when Pharrell Williams, I'm confident. Jermaine Williams, Island Records, how can I help you? Oh, Williams, we must be brothers then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Pharrell. Yeah, that's what, that's what was said. Yeah. And, you know, nobody will ever get him to prove it, right? Yeah. But these things did happen. Right. So imagine, fast forward, play the tape, and then all these other things that you might want to talk about. I was already damn near crazy just looking at who turned into what and who did what. And I've been sitting right here battle rapping with y'all motherfuckers, man. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yeah. Everything still turned out good. Praise God, man. Praise yeah. the most high. But the whole thing is, at that time, man, it really was like fucking with me, though. I think, mm. I think it got you know, I've settled in into my mold now. Mm. But at that time, I was trying. And you say, like, somebody saying, hey, you know, a record like just just make a hit record or just just tell you what to do. They ain't gonna tell you what to do. They were telling me what to do, but I wanted it rap to be like how it is now, where y'all get to do whatever y'all want to do and have a podcast right. and do all that. I wanted that then. Nobody was helping me, man. I spent six figures in bandwidth back then. Mm. 
Phone number 718-212-914. You know, we had to pay to make them calls. The phone bill was like eight racks a month. Yeah, this is what I was doing. And not for myself. I was doing that. I was paying everybody's bills for the money that came in from the shows and so forth, soundtracks. But we were jumping rope. But I had wanted everybody to speed up. I remember one time, I think it was you, Nori. Maybe I was talking about how I had a laptop or something. I can't. Yeah, I no, wasn't right, a nerd right, nigga rums, running right around. Rums, yeah, right. I wasn't a nerd nigga running around with a computer. Right. What happened was I could get them down quicker in the computer than I could writing them because it's just key- keystroke. And I did know how to type. If that's nerdy, all right, man. You know <laughs> 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 no, but, but, but that's, a, I mean, a, it's the way of the world now. Yeah, usually you don't walk in the studio and you're like, all right, all right, I'm almost done with my verse. Yeah. Nah, you know I didn't. I mean? that, I didn't how does that look? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is picture it in your head. Yeah, weird. <laughs> almost done with my. But verse. look at everybody now. Right. That's I, and and I, and and that's really right, you you're giving me. To, the, you were ahead of your time. But it was a problem, and you're giving me an opportunity to to get that. Oh, you gave me a hug. Y'all gave me a hug. Listen to me, man. You <laughs> <laughs> laughing. I could cry. Man, that right. real, man. This is what I wanted. We appreciate right. what you did for the coach. I get well, it late. Man. Right. I get it late, but it was worth it. Well, you being cannabis, even when I say a little slick shit on the show. I could cry, though, for real. I got a hug yeah. from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say to M what I've never been able to say. You can't even say that to a middleman. Right. I, I, I spoke about how I tried to clean it up with, you know what I mean? And yeah. 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 It's beautiful, man. What well, you got to understand, your, your persona to the people that don't know you right. is almost like the persona they would not necessarily put on me, but they think of battle MCs as we're mean. <laughs> we're right. just mean people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. Anybody that, 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 that's thinking about coming to cannabis is feel like, oh, I gotta be like this, or I gotta talk to him this way because yeah. that's what he's gonna respect because that's what he does. And you did a lot to fuel that perception. Yeah. Tons. I mean, look, let's see, you know what, man? That sounds great, you know, but look, man, hey, I didn't uh I didn't I didn't really I didn't really jump out the window and kill nobody. No. Nah, you know what I'm saying? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, you killed a couple of careers. No, I don't you think so. <laughs> but the whole thing is this: like musically, though, really, man. Our cloth, the ones we came up in, our drill sessions, and how we did it. Bruce Lee, not to say we Bruce Lee, but lyrically, we'll put his name and we'll do all his moves. Who, lyrically. Who's we? Bruce Lee. When I say we, I mean like battle rappers, man. Every battle rapper knows who Bruce Lee is, no matter how old they are. Was Cheeks part of this regiment? No, Bruce Lee is the name of, of the guy, Bruce Lee, the, the great, you know what I'm saying, martial arts. Yeah, no, 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 but I'm saying like, as you were doing- I mean, we, I mean, I mean, everybody, right? We would put Bruce, everybody knows who Bruce Lee is. You know who Clint Eastwood is, you know who Rambo is, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the aggression, the things that we would fuel and somehow turn it into a rhyme or what have you, right? right. Bruce Lee used to sit in LA um, before he got injured, I read this, and he's sitting in his backyard with his with his wife and his children. And sometimes, you know, you know, when you go to LA and you're around LA, you're running around, you start to notice these high walls or these high uh bushes that they cut, thick bushes that they cut. I don't know the name of the hedges. plant, but the, yeah, the hedges, but they but the, but they cut them mm-hmm. in a way that you can't just jump through the bush. Right. And you can't see who's on the other side. You might right. hear a voice, you know, it could be MJ back there. You don't know. Yeah. So 
they, you know, people would jump his gate. They find his address and they jump his gate, mm-hmm. and then they disturb him while he was sitting with his child and his wife. He's be like, you know, I want to spar with you, right? And so Bruce, I mean, he probably feel like how we would feel sometimes when somebody is just ready for that sparring session. Right. He's like, yo, can this wait? You know, like, what are you doing? And imagine like how that is with rap. Yeah. Everywhere, man. You know what I'm saying? Just imagine how that is. You know, I'm not saying I'm Bruce Lee. I'm not saying that. But you were being called but out to that capacity. Yeah, because Bruh, I was outside of hardcore all night. <laughs> I was there waiting <laughs> so that to challenge the master. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was waiting. So I understand it. And you know, I had some bad boys who be there in them days, man. It would have been good, man, because they always used to be like, blood clot, buck a rapper. You know what? Sit on that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Double action 45 on. They didn't want them because they knew that it, it they knew that it took me out my zone to perform later on right. with doing stuff that had to do with money. And for them, you were the institution, you were the machine, you were the person who was feeding all these people. So I was just a cash the wa- cow. So they circled yeah. the wagons to protect you the same way you were describing them and them being protected. Just a cash cow, not an institution. I wish I was an institution. Well, no, no. If, you, if you're paying the bills, that's an institution. Wasn't to paying the bills. It's like a sub-institution. Like sub wasn't paying the bills. Just, just being a little check that could come in that they could launder bigger money through. I'm trying to show you how small on the on the totem pole, you know what I'm saying, I was at the I time. See. Like there was niggas already had bread, man. They just needed some way to clean it. Mm-hmm. Right. So those these are the things it was like, man, I was trapped. You hear me? All I could do was rap. So let me break this down. Um so the people around you didn't have an interest in your career. They had an interest on how they could use it. Every rapper that's come from the block. I'm from Jamaica, right. but every rapper that comes from, you know, less than sophisticated, humble beginnings, right, had that, you know, that money guy that would pay for studio or, you know, make sure you're getting in and out of, you can't have nothing happen to that beautiful voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you can't have nothing happen to that beautiful mind that makes them rhymes, man. Yeah. Can't even have nothing happen to that, that hand that writes those rhymes, you know? Right. So. That was everywhere, you know, but I had a team, you hear me? And that team was also even a threat of sorts to folks that was out and maybe said, just leave that alone, you know? And I was in the middle of it, man, you know? Well, I, I want to go back even further. Because I feel like a lot of uh, the apprehensions and the way that you viewed things was a result of being in the industry and kind of like, all right, I'm I'm that guy now. This, my life is changing. All this stuff is around me. Now I'm going through this particular situation. This is a situation I want to talk about. Um, you're doing legendary cycles or well, what we call cycle records. Hmm. Right. You get a call for four, three, two, one. Mm. What happened? Okay. Four, three, two, one. Long time ago. Mm. Did you get a call? More like I went up to the studio. Jamel took me up to the studio. I know there's violated pictures everywhere, so I'm not sure what studio it was. It wasn't one of the studios I was recording in or had recorded in before. Mm-hmm. And um, okay. yeah. you know, uh, Dave Lighty was there. 
He's my favorite lighty, Dave. You know what I mean? And uh, and Mike, Mike was real young there. You know, God bless, you know what I'm saying? Um, Big man, Chris Light, God bless him. You know what I'm saying? Rest in paradise. But Dave was my favorite, right? Mm Because Dave didn't have any type of, it, it didn't matter to Dave one way or another if if he would if he was assisting me or helping me like get through a tough moment or anything. Mm-hmm. Chris on the other hand, hands on, you know, you know, L was on violator, right? So mm-hmm. Chris, you know, and that was baby Chris from De La Solo. Chris been doing it his whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he, yo, you know, I wanna send a shout out to the energy and the entity and the essence of Chris Lighty. Chris Lighty was our president. You know what I mean? You hear me? Like Chris Lighty, I'll say it if nobody want to say it. Chris Lighty was our president. Right. In what way? He was our president. Chris Lighty was the one man that could make a phone call and get anybody bread right now. Legit. Make your, make your music. Do whatever. Make a problem go away. Legit. Make everything. Chris Lighty was the one to do it. You know, get this bill passed, get that bill passed, push it through Congress, whatever type of terminology, <laughs> semantics you want to lose. Chris Lighty was the guy. Mm. Nobody's been able to do it. Shout out to DJ Red Alert. He gave us a lot of insight on the early years of Chris Lighty. And oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the episode? And the, and the violators. And what they, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> what they were really, you know I got to watch that. I got to, y'all, y'all did that already. Yeah. Y'all did it. I got to yeah. watch that one. Shout out to Red Alert. Yeah, or, so Chris Lighty. Yeah, Chris Lighty is in the building and you know, important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Irv Gotti was there. And I'm gonna say this because Irv not gonna be mad because look at him now, right? Mm-hmm. Irv was like, you know, whatever X needed, Irv got it for him. When I showed up, Irv was telling me like, yo, cannabis man, what are you doing? What's up? Like, yo, listen, I got beats, I got that. We need to talk so from so because yo, Irv was trying to build Murder Inc. at that time. Right. Mm. But nobody else knew what Irv was going to end up doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Irv was on it with me. Like the way he was talking to me, I couldn't even, you know what I'm saying, wrap my mind around what he was saying. Right. Because I was just saying, man, like, maybe I could just get on this record. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Irv was talking about, yeah, 10 years in the future, we'll be doing it. Wow. Youth is crazy, man. Right. You know, so. What was the reception when you walked in the building? Well, I was surrounded by Def Jam. You know what I'm saying? Now, and, and one thing I want to point out, man, we got Cali Ranch in the building, you know what I'm saying? Former Def Jam recording salute, artist. Salute, salute, salute. You know what I'm saying? You got plaques, man. You feel me? And Def Jam, he'll tell you, anybody that really worked up there will tell you, Def Jam had a conference room. Most labels had a conference room, but their conference room was called the War Room. That's what they called it. Anybody from that time, whatever, they'll call it the war room. I don't know a label that had any room called the war room. Def Jam was strategic about everything they was doing. And I was told that there was a board in there with a magic mark on it, with a line down the middle, right? Mm -hmm. Everything DMX was doing on the left side, everything I was doing on the right side, and dates to it, you know, date mixtape coming out, clue mixtape. That's where the first rumor that DMX cannabis tape. It was written on X's side. Mm. And they would cross it off as he would finish his thing and cross mine off. That's how they were studying it. Mm. Def Jam. Yeah, Def Jam. That's why, that's why they made so much bread. And that's why, I mean, let's just keep it all the way up. Right? <laughs> Def Jam comedy. When I was at Island Records, right? Tim Dog, Charles Suit, I remember we used to get 
passes to go across, go down to go do the Def Jam comedy, just sit in the crowd, clap the audience. You you were probably doing that too. Clapping in the audience, sitting there looking at the, <laughs> looking at the comics and shit, right? Like he used to give us the passes to go. Right. Now, we go down there and do it just off the muscle. We weren't getting paid to do it, but there was no press button sample of laughs. It was real. He had the culture come down and do it. Right. You know, thank you very much coming out to Dirt Jam Kanye. My name is Brother Simmons. Good night. Right? right. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that a lot of that mega bread came from selling that catalog many years later. Right? Meaning that that's where a lot of bread comes from. Not necessarily just the music. Because you got all those tapings, all those superstar comics. Yeah. It belongs to you. You own it. So you see what you're doing here? I know that you know, you're on your way to that. Right. But you got to know. You got to know that that's what you're on the way to, even if you just got all the content. Right. And the thing about it is, everybody gets to be rich, not just one dude, right. because there's so much of it. Because mm -hmm. them calls come in, man, it's not just a Netflix call or what have you, man. It's going to be a call where it's like everybody, you feel me? Right. And so that's what he did back then. While everybody was just trying to enjoy the laughs and the stuff. So four, three, two, one, I was surrounded by that in that room. Mm. You know, and aside from Jamel, I was by myself. I didn't have nobody from my label. I was so, so when with you me. walked in, you didn't know right. prior to that right. your name was on a board right. in their office. Right. So let me show you what happened. Right. You're L. You're about the biggest him, right? Uh -huh. Stand up. First time I meet LL Cool J, right? <laughs> No, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. He didn't do that, man. Stop it. Yo, shout out to L. Love Stop you, L. it. He Love didn't do that. He didn't do that. Right. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. Now, I'm going to take this off because I didn't have this on when I met him, right? So watch this, right? You're L. I'm cannabis. Right. When when we greet, however you feel. No, I'm, I'm L. You're cannabis. Okay. But however we greet, yeah, <laughs> however we greet, right. just 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 go along with it because this is how I really have my swim, my heartbeat, right? Okay. Oh, what up, baby? What up, baby? What's good? What's good, baby? Yeah. So, yo, I hear you out there making some noise. What's good with right. that, though? Right. Huh? I'm telling you. You high? You making it high? What's yeah. up? Though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's right. up though? What you doing? Right. Huh? See, you you're already acting weird. Look at you. See, whatever, man. You think I'm acting like weird? Y'all niggas, y'all see. Y'all niggas don't doing? know. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know, man. Y'all ultimately, y'all don't know. Like y'all, y'all have no idea. Y'all don't have a fucking clue. That, that's why we asking. Y'all have it. No, but that I can only say that. Just leave it at that. And I tried to do the record. I got on the record, and then the rest of it went crazy. Okay, when because y'all know the rest of the story. But no. I'm happy to show you that part. Glad no. you give me the opportunity to show but, that. But part. there's details that I don't know. Like, was he there when you laid your verse? The first time, no, right. no, he wasn't there. Did he you mean? Did you mean? All right. Did, and I did not lay the verse that night. Right. right. I did another record on the album. Mm -hmm. It's called "Get Money" or something on the Phenomenon album. I can't remember. It has something to do with "Get Money." Right. And I did that record, and Buster was on the hook with me. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember. I don't remember what the name of that. But it's not. I'm on that record. It's my in the credits. Right. So, and that's what we did that night. And he was like, you know, we see what's up, come through, maybe do something else. Right. And then 422 one happened. Now, did you did you grow up like looking up to LL? Of course, man. Is you crazy? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, nine shots to the dawn radio, 
you know what I mean? Like walking with a pant down bad. Like, are you crazy? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm bad was actually the first rap record that I, I memorized. You remember? <laughs> are you out your mind? Like, cause he could do it all. He was a do it all. You know, what I'm saying a do it all MC or you know, you know, artist. It was more. It was bigger than an artist to us at, to me at that time. Right. He was also young. Right. Do it all. He was but, a do but, it all. But he was the persona. Of rap. Of, like, if you was to trace my DNA. Right. As far as like lyrical abilities and all that, and trace yours, right. it would lead back somehow right. to L. Cool J. Some of he it was the guy that was like, some of I it gonna be anybody. There. Some of it gonna be there, right? But let, let's, you know, what I'm saying like, let, let's not just run out to the thorn bush barefoot. Like it was Rakim, right. it was G. Rap, right. it was Kane. We right. talked about this. No, no, I know, but there was so many that got that busy. Era. That got busy though. Right. At least, at least compared to now. No, now it's like it's just it's it's this everybody get busy, right? Right. But back then, there there was there was at least like at least about two dozen MCs. I mean, you had Showbiz and AG, you had Big L, you had you had uh, Dos Effects. Even though that that style, you know, I think I think it aged well in terms of creativity. But you know, not, nobody's rapping like that no more. But they were getting busy. But I say in the they confuse you in a cipher. You had Southern Dwellers. You had uh. You had uh, you had Diesel Don, the governor. You had Redman. You had right. Keith Murray. You had Little Jamal. Right. You know what I'm saying? You had some wicked, dangerous MCs. If you right. wasn't watching yourself, you get on a track and they'll make mincemeat of you. <laughs> right, this. But the persona of these MCs, just being honest, Mama said, "Knock you out." Was a single. So you so I, I got, look, look. You dig what I'm saying? I run with you all day. L was a superstar, right? An ultra star, right? So no, the, lyrical niggas didn't have that that essence what L had. We all know that though, right? Right. We all know that. Okay. So so but seeing that, cause you're seeing. Were you trying to be all that? the other videos and then the were you trying to be hoodie that? in the middle of the of, of the ring like I'm like were you bro, trying to be nobody that nobody else was into that as far as I, I wasn't know. trying to be that was you mm. trying to be that yes I was trying to be that oh uh, yeah all right so I now I know more I wasn't trying to be that I knew I couldn't be that right because I wasn't I knew I couldn't be that look right. at me Did I look like that like like come on man <laughs> that thing like about a look uh, it's everything careless. it's everything it's everything so, so you meeting KO this guy? Kind of look like Mama said, "Knock you out." Video wise, second round looked like David against Goliath. Man, that's what that was. That was that was that was you little. Was in the right. ring. Point it out. Point it out. Yes, please. He was in the ring. Uh huh. It's a lot of boxing references. Uh -huh. Right. Tyson was in it. But right. but but you you did that. A lot of boxing training. He was working out. She was running. I had to make it entertainment. This is for the block. I had to make it entertaining. I had to put the. I put a piece of chicken on a stick to get the panther to go back and forth in the cage because you can't order it to do it, right? So I had to put the chicken on the stick and walk back and forth the cage to make the panther go like this. You know what I mean? I had to be entertaining. I had to make it be what I wanted to, what I wanted it to look like. But did you, did you, but did you realize? Gonna, <laughs> yeah. Did you know it was going to end up, well, first, first, did you know it was going to end up going there after your initial verse? We never got after, we never got. After 4-2-2-1? Yeah. 4 one like, I'm gonna keep it all the way above. Second round knockout, it had went to different levels by the time I did second round knockout. Like I had tried to, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I was what, 19, 20? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I was, maybe I was 21. 
but I knew that I was trying to smooth it out as best I could. Because you but, did the video. But after if that. you know anything about Elsie, you talking to me. Mm-hmm. I just shaked your hand. You didn't know what to do when you was cannabis and I was L just now. You didn't even know what to do. <laughs> no, you didn't know what to do. You didn't know what to do. And you're a pro job. now. You're a pro. Yeah. And you still didn't know what to do. Back then, I know you wouldn't have known what to do. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to, you can't even talk to him. Like back then, even now. You can't even talk to him, man. You how you gonna talk to him? Who you, who you gonna call to talk to him? Back then. No, I could. You can't. I can't. Yeah. But now? Yeah. I'm not talking about now. Right. Talking about, saying back then. about back then. Yeah. Okay. Who you but gonna you call? From Queens. I'm not. From the Bronx. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jamaica. I stayed but in the Bronx. Your people. You didn't have no Look, ties? You didn't have no. I love you, but L's not that kind of guy. You must don't know him. Mm. Do you know him? No. You don't know him, man. You know him. I don't know him like broke bread with him, but I've been around so both him. Both of us don't know him. I've been around him more than you, probably. <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. Maybe. I'm not sure. Right. You're a pro now. I don't know. Right. Right. But but the point of this is, where you're getting at is, it was all in his court in terms of, I was a youngin. All I wanted to do was rap. Right. He knew that. Everybody in the studio knew it. Everybody right. knew I just wanted to rap. Right. Red Man let me get on the joint through 50 bars and rap. Right. Tony Touch let me get on there and rap. They can't even say what the fuck you want to say, man, and go home, man. Mm-hmm. I'm still who I am, right? Mm-hmm. When it got to the point where it felt like it was a squeeze. Why do you think it was a squeeze? I mean, getting left out of the video is good, you know, maybe indicator that they don't want you in it. All right. You I'm, know, being I'm, in LA and shooting the whole 4321 and then, you know, not being in it. You shot that original joint with them in the same room? 4321? Yeah. The video? I remember you had the football thing in the in the second video that had Master P in it. There's only one video with me in it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Was I wasn't video? even there. I, like, I, I was in LA. I got flown out to LA because, you know, there was a skiff between the big wigs and they finally agreed to put me in it. And, and there was an argument because they didn't even want to pay for my flight, my ticket to come. and see y'all scratching at wounds and scabs. It's like, it was crazy, right? Now, L didn't have nothing to do with this, but it did happen, yeah. right? And, no. and I wasn't out there with the original shooting of it. That's why when y'all ask Redman's on YouTube, Reggie's like, yeah, you know, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, L wasn't having it and all that, man. Like nobody else wants to really talk about it. I don't really want to talk about it. Like, did you see he was on the Grammys last night? <laughs> you know awesome. what I mean? Right, so I don't want to be, you know, I don't want it to look like, you know what I mean? I don't want, but not in that way. You know, what, what, what I'm saying because I love it all, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say this about that whole situation, right? Mm-hmm. We all know what, you know, what I'm saying Mayweather is, right? We all know what he did for boxing, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody got the opinion of him and Zab, mm-hmm. that fight, or Ali and Frazier, right? Everybody mm-hmm. got their opinions about it. Mm-hmm. The question is, but I would want people to apply to. I don't want anybody to do anything. People do what they want to do. But what I would say about that is Frazier. Frazier's a champion, right? Even though he lost that one, right? I'm asking you. I don't know. Is yeah, he or isn't he? Yeah. Is Frazier, is yes, Joe Frazier yes, a champion or yes. not? Why is it so hard for people to just look at it that way with the second round knockout? Like, why, why is it so hard for them to just say, you know, why they want to come sit at my table during, you know what I'm saying, Thanksgiving and say around the table with my family and everybody that I'm not a champion? Well, or why do they want to drive home that oh, point? 
Or why did they? Or why would they? Why would they want to not just leave that alone and look at it like you know what? Two champions did they thing. One champion was really the champion and went on, and then that other champion can still do his thing too. Instead, it becomes an anvil of sorts, mm-hmm. you know. And if the hug just stops with a hug, but then it turns into a knife to the back, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's happened to me too. You know what I mean? So I'm not new mm-hmm. to this, man. I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah. So in the realm of so, battle rap. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's a new battle rapper. He's fire. He's body and shit. You get a couple tweets from me. He's like, yo, I want to see him versus you. But mm. you're like, can't put in that much work, but y'all got that much faith in this thing? So when you meet him, it's like, I'm going to size you up. Who, me saying that? No. I'm, oh, me. Him, yeah. When I meet that battle rapper, yeah, right, right. I'm going to size him up because people are already thinking he's. So that first initial meet, it's a size up. It ain't gonna be, you know what I mean? It, mm. It's gonna be weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're gonna make it weird because I'm sizing you up. That's, see. That was crazy though. You, you didn't even know what to do, man. You was yeah. <laughs> but, at, but, but, at, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. At 19 years old, yeah. fresh in, mm. and you've been spoiled because everybody else just lets you do what they want, you want to do on and the track. Get the fuck out the way. Mm. You've been mm. spoiled. You're not used yeah. to that energy from somebody like him. Mm. Nah, no way, man. There's no way not. to get used nah, to because it. because it's the same kind of energy. Yeah. Mm. You feel me? That's what he's describing. How did you end up in a ring in your video? And how did he end up? It's, it's, it's I that had to make it entertaining, energy. But I had to make it entertaining at the same time. No, no I ain't mad at that. Because, because it, was, that. it was for hip hop. It wasn't too, I had no, you know, I was too young to even be thinking about playing chess that way. But, right? But innately, mm. that's where you both was at. Mm-hmm. Mm. You dig me? Yeah. It's just it's just that my friend, when you when you're the type of person that's like, yo, I'm gonna devote myself to my craft, I'm gonna be the best. Any place I go, I'm smoking shit. There's some people that just be like, I just wanna write a good song. Mm-hmm. I just wanna be able to, you know, rap to the ladies. Do my mm-hmm. one too. Yeah. I wanna <laughs> do my one too. Oh, I wanna, you know what I mean? I, I wanna billboard hit. I wanna work with with uh Uncle John or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Some then there's people, the niggas right. that's like, I wanna smoke everybody mm. on this shit. And when those niggas meet, yeah. it's a size up. Whether the whether the new battle rapper knows it or not, he might be a fan of Mad Five. He might be, yo, Mav, you don't understand him. But I'm looking at him like, nigga, you ever in your life, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come fuck with you. Ever in your life think that you gonna come stand in front of me? I will crush you. That's in my head. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? Hey, look, you know what? Look, man, I'm Jamaican, man. I got whipped a lot as a child, dog. Like, I didn't need that kind of extra discipline. <laughs> I just didn't need it. Right. I don't know what you talking but, but about not, in a lot no, of ways. No, but follow me. I didn't need it, bro. That shit made me uncomfortable. Right, but follow me. Even as a child. Follow me, though. Yeah. He's a deficit. You said your name was on the board. You're not even at that label. Mm. That Roll the pieces together. Yeah. Mm. Roll the pieces together. Mm. Sizing you up. And then you say, yo, that might go in your arm. Let me borrow that. My nigga, if I'm already in we the zone. We talked about the mic. Hmm? We talked about the mic. 
I asked. Right. I asked that night. Right. Because I did that record with the with the Get Money track. Right. And I asked him. Mm-hmm. What did you? Straight cheese. Like, I asked him about the mic. I mm-hmm. said, yo, that mic. Cheeks always talked about that mic. Mr. Cheeks was talking about the mic on the road, in the van. And yo, he was talking about mic tattoos. You know, not, they was talking about tattoos, dopest tattoos in hip hop. Right. This would have been like, what, 93? 93, 92. I was in high school in 92. So it's been like 93, 94. Cheeks was talking about that. So in 97, when I saw it, I was, I was being a fan, man, or being like a stand. Right. <laughs> right. 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 I said that to, to him like, oh, Cheeks always talked about that mic. It really is wicked, man. Look, what if I got one of those? Yo, you would be, you would be vexed. You know, would you be mad if I got one? After I'd already done the hook. He was like, yo, stack it, baby. And I stacked the hook and he right. loved the song, Get Money song. So I right. thought maybe I could ask. Right. And I did. Right. He said, he said, yeah, no doubt, baby. Yo, you could get that, man. You know what I'm saying? As long as you rep it, you could get that. Right? As long as you I, rep it. As long as you rep it. How, and was I, you, how was you supposed to rep it? I didn't think that he meant, all right, yo, we're going to battle for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> I had no clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? I guess that's what it meant. You know what I mean? But that's not what that it meant. Not what it <laughs> but 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 I'm saying like, bro, I get it. You know, people try to say not to take certain things personal. And shout out to Lil Russell because I got this from him. He was like, you know, people say some people hand you a fucked up contract or whatever. Uh, you're not supposed to take it personal because it's business. But if your business supports your family, then how do you not take it personal, mm. right? This became an issue for a lot of people in the battle culture where a battle rap match would become real beat. Listen to him. You think what I'm saying? So now you got to understand uh, there's million dollar budgets mm. with y'all two. Mm. Everybody's talking. Mm. How do you not become in that mentality of, oh no, this is really war. It's really war. I saw a YouTube, I saw a YouTube uh video with uh with um DMX in uh school, the fat man. The school was asking X who are his top 20 artists of all time, rappers, get busy, lyrical. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh X was, X was. He said you like three times. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, snap. Tell them what happened. But 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 I but make sure you you say how Scoob left my name out, G. Yeah, but X keep it sure. a buck. Yeah, X said your name at least three four times. Cannabis. No, Scoob. Cannabis. Bad times. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And how and, and he had to remind him and then keep. Right. Yeah, he kept. Right. That's why he kept saying your name. Mm-hmm. Now, thank you. I remember that. <laughs> Right. But the thing was, when school was mentioning the other names, he mentioned the name of the institution. Well, now we, we've been talking about institutional names now because right. it's another institutional name. Right. So when he mentioned that name, he mentioned that name second in the lineup. So why would he say my name then? 
He can't say my name. Ah, He's it. not allowed to say the my name. The politics of it. He's not allowed to. The politics But this of is something that you can't prove, right? And this is something that you can't really, you sound crazy walking around talking like that. And I really don't mind because why? X, God bless his soul. Right. He said it. See? Because right. God is really here. Right. He's really here. He's not doing other things. Sometimes he come down, check up on things. Right. And make sure that there's a balance to things. Right. And... I gotta tell y'all right now, even this show, this feels like a balance because it's cleaning up a lot of things. And at the same time, hip hop is still better off for this and not worse off. Right. Whenever it's becoming like about to be worse off for things, because look, there's other podcasts I could go to that you know things will be worse off. Well, <laughs> you know, we know these yeah. other podcasts you go to, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be drama. Yeah, you let me bring in my own Malibu and pineapple. <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't, you know, you didn't force feed me anything. Right. And so, and you allow like just natural speak. And when you're talking in the battle rap thing, how that energy could go left, go south. Yeah. That's the realest thing you should do. I'd be down to do anything with you too. Let's let's come up with a with a you know you know you know you know uh, anger addiction prevention you know rap rap you know battle rap prevention no. hotline no, or something no, man no, because what, look dude what has going through it you know mm -hmm. what what really has to happen is they have to see me and that person shake hands right then everybody ah right mm -hmm. I can be his fan again right. There I had to go. stop because of my loyalty, mm -hmm. but I really liked them. You know what I mean? But I had to stop because of my loyalty. But with the, when once those hands shake and it's like, yo, man, good shit, nigga, good shit. That's when everybody else go, ah. That's when the entourage that was like this the whole time go, yo, man, yo, good shit. You know what I mean? Sandy facts. And the thing is, you're saying it. You proved it tonight several right. times to me. Right. You proved it to me. You've been through a lot. You've been through a whole lot, rose above. Right. You still got a lot more to do. We all do. You know right. what it is. The yeah. pressure increases. Right. Right? What you did, you did that tonight. The question is, man, and what we want to pose all the youngins watching this is, don't take too long to do it. You know what I'm saying? Life is fleeting. Yeah. It's my 25th year anniversary. Oh, Grammys, so. the Grammys last night was a 50 year anniversary. Mm. Right? We all put into that. You, all of us, we put in to the hip hop thing. Right. You know, the genre, the culture, the, you know, the phenomenon of music, this, this music that nobody owned and nobody controlled. And then, bang, you came out and then it got, you know, it went through slavery. Right. You know, the, you know, our, basically our rights movement. Right. Right. But don't let it take too long, man. Like, it's not really worth it. Like, that's what I can say. Like, in terms of the, you letting these rhymes come to life, you got to know that, look, I was there, you know, when, when, uh, when, you know, the album cover, Life After Death came in the, the room and they were looking at it. And Biggie standing behind the hearse, it, it, it made me just like, I was just so scared for him. Hmm. Ready to die. It does look, look spooky. Yeah. Like nah, knew, you look like, at that like album cover now. It looks, I saw it. It looks ghostly. It looks like a. I saw it first. I saw it. I saw it along with the first folks that that took them, took the pictures. 
and they came in, they put it on the table and they were cutting it with that thing and they were, they were, they were shaping up the, you know, shaping up the page. Right. And, um, I was over there, did that, probably listening to Joe's <laughs> win awards, right? And right. they say, yo, Will, come look at this. And I came and said, you don't want to see it, it's hot. And I came over there, I looked and I'm standing behind them, looking and they looking and it was hot, but as I got close and I looked at it, I did say to myself, man, on my heartbeat, I said to myself, Wow, man, like, I don't know if he's going to make it. I said that at a, as, a, as a youngin', looking at it, because I instinctively knew, ready to die. We was all ready to die somewhere or another. We all hopped in that, that, that car, that, that 90, that 80, that 82 Chevette, that the tire is so bald, the mosquito bite is going to bust you over with. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, we all did that to get to a show, a, a, a uh, performance, you know, a talent show or something, showcase. But I knew that Ready to Die was an open and close, like classic. It's open and close, start with a heartbeat, end with a heartbeat. Life after death looked like something else to me. The artwork that is. Yeah. The album, the, the album was dope, but the artwork. And so don't wait too long. Don't make things like that and flirt around, flirt with them energies and make things yeah. and then take too long to, you know, say, you know what, maybe I should you turn with this. That's all. That's all really. But there's nobody that's telling brothers that, man. Instead. Oh, right. you, you, okay, he's speaking in code. What he's saying is, <laughs> he don't got no beef. He don't got no beef. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We all part of this thing, hip hop, that we love. 50th anniversary. Bury the hatchet. Whatever it is. It was an art. It was supposed to be art. It wasn't supposed to take form and become like, I can't, I can't show him love. I can't show him love. It wasn't supposed to be that. We were supposed to step the fuck back and enjoy it. Wow, that was dope. Wow, that was dope. Okay, everybody's good. Let's go home. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to turn into, you stay over there. I can't. My man. I get it. You know what you are now? All of you. Because I watch you. I watch y'all in here. You know what y'all are now? A hypocrite. Double OG. Cuban Link gonna be like, you're a fucking hypocrite. Y'all are double OGs. Hey. Y'all are double OGs. Not OGs, man. You double OGs. That's what all of you are. We're trying to get to triple OG status, man. In order to get there, we have to help each other at them heights. Yeah. It's a way different kind of you know, ground to run on in a way different way to jump rope. It's not no OG way. When you get there, by giving people the same opportunities you was given. Triple OG status. Triple OG status. If you put people in position, mm. that's when you triple OG. Mm. We're gonna take a five minute break. This Smack rapper, only smack rapper that you know is smack rappers. Got bars, I can hang with the backpackers. Trap star, I don't hang with the backpackers. I'm in the hood with the work you heard. Making fiends leave earth, you heard. Got your baby mama thirst, you heard. Feel the flow, nigga, throw it in reverse. This the way you need to surf, you heard.